You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Bella, and you're listening to Bell Book and Candle. We've got another great guest to engage in some dialogue with today. I want to welcome Irminsul to our witchy world. Irminsul is a Scottish-American traditional witchcraft practitioner of the Bayon Shi clan in the Mountain West. Irminsul is a professional musician, composer, arranger, and a performer on Celtic harp, Persian santur, and keyboards. His current goddess music project is a two-harp and electronics act with harpist Madavi Infinity called Inanna. Marry me and thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. This is really an honor. Appreciate it. It sounds like you've had a pretty interesting journey to find your witchy path. (laughs) Your bio says you were born into an LDS community, but by the time you were a teen, you chose to leave that and follow something different, began mm-hmm. your dedication process at a pagan tradition. Right. What was that transition like and what did your family think? Oh man, it was, it, 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 let me tell you, it's like Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Dead. It's been a long, strange <laughs> journey, you know? <laughs> uh, it was it was quite something. I was actually fortunate enough to be born into a Mormon family that what they call Jack Mormons, <laughs> which are basically, uh, those are the Mormons who don't really uh, practice the strict uh, doctrine and oh, okay. that, that, that the, you know, that the traditional Mormon church teaches, you know, my parents, they were, uh, you know, they were easy with the language and uh, drinking and smoking and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so luckily they, they kind of took a hands-off approach to me and religion, which was nice, you know? Okay. Uh, but it re- was really strange because we, uh, you know, I grew up in a, a very uh, LDS, a tight knit LDS uh, neighborhood and mm. which means all the neighbors were looking in on you all the time <laughs> making sure that you were following what you were supposed to do oh gosh yeah you know what that's like so um mm-hmm. but uh, I, I really only uh, stuck with it for as long as i did in my teens for social reasons really I, my friends mm. and you know they, they were they were the ones doing this so i did but i left it fairly early on because it just didn't it didn't have the what do you want to call it the, the bang for me spiritually mm-hmm. um it just it didn't sound it didn't sound correct for me it didn't feel correct for me but oddly enough mormonism way back in its original days was considered a folk magic path mm-hmm. you know uh they had a lot of strange practices to people protestant mm-hmm. americans and uh so in, in a way it's almost like i'm coming home a bit but giving it my own spin <laughs> <You know? laughs> How did you go about practicing your new kind of newfound spiritual path? You know, you said they were kind of hands off, but what, yeah, were there were. some practical things that you did so that you didn't have this massive drama in your world? Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> first off, my, my very first uh, pagan rite was when I was about uh, 16, and uh, I did it with some friends who were like, like-minded. We just went off mm. to the woods and did our own thing. We just kept it to ourselves. We didn't let any of our parents know about what we were doing. Right? My parents would have been probably fine with it. They might have thought it was yeah. a little weird, but they, they were okay. <laughs> you know, so it was basically secrecy, uh, and and we we knew how to separate compartmentalize our lives a bit there. You know, and that helped. Okay. 
but when it came, but uh, when it came into my dedication path, uh, I was uh, long, uh, you know, a few years past leaving home. So that was okay. Yeah. So at some point, you also had a major shift of addresses, and you moved from the desert to a tropical island, right? <laughs> yeah, here we are <laughs> in the in the grass skirts and the coconut bras and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a massive change in just how you connected to the earth. It, it you know, it really was. And I got to tell you, at first, it seemed it was very unsettling to me because being in Utah, it's a it, if you've ever been there, it's it's a beautiful place, but it's also very uh, it's very locked into the four seasons, you know, that we're used mm-hmm. to, which which of course are integral to a lot of our rights and our and our elemental alignments and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so you, you get used to the earth being a certain way, right? Because it is an earth religion, of course. And then uh, when he came here, I, I was really thrown off kilter because it's very, very different here. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're, you're on an island. Uh, the climate is different. You don't have uh, delineated seasons the way you, you're used to. And mm-hmm. being so close to the sea just really changes, shifts you in some amazing ways, you know? Hmm. Uh, all that water, <laughs> all that water, yeah. uh, and <laughs> and uh, the good part of it is, however, uh, I, I learned over some years uh, of being here that oh, I, I can flourish here, you know, as a goddess person, as a witchcraft practitioner. I just had to find my alignments and my power, uh, and 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 it's here. It it, it is here. It, you just have to look with an open mind for it here and be able to make connections. That was how I. I managed to finally finish it. So what are some actual examples of how that shifted so that you aligned yourself better? Uh, well, like I said, it was a lot, lot, it was a lot of trial and error <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and having, <laughs> having a very, you have to really maintain an open mind and you've got to be willing to meet people where they're at, you know, mm. for, uh, and that, that, that's hard. It, I always thought it was a very socially open person, but boy, it, 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 it I had my taxing moments too, you know, like, hmm. I was like, what, what do you mean you people never heard of a maypole? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get it. How can you not, you know, but uh, the, the, the deep, the more I opened my heart and mind, the deeper I looked, oh, geez, it, it's all here. They, they, they do have a, a May, a May right uh, fest of sorts. It's called the Makahiki, the Makahiki Festival. Mm. And they don't, they don't do it, you know, exactly like maybe what we're used to, but the, the feel and the reasons are all there, are still there. For instance, the, the goddess, you know, the great goddess. I mean, I was wondering, first of all, how am I going to connect with my goddess here? you know yeah. this new place because you know my patroness for years most of my life has been uh breed has been the, mm. god, the great goddess breed she's been the, the source of my of my inspiration and music and art the whole bit right and i thought what am i going to do is she still here do i still have her here but then i discovered uh the great goddess of these islands pele you may have heard of her mm. she's the volcano goddess you know we have the most active volcano in the world here on this island called the, the kilauea volcano and still spouting you know still spouting lava for you know decades wow. and decades and to the ancient hawaiians uh, a, a goddess she is the goddess of that volcano and she is very powerful mm-hmm. and you do not want to cross her <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know she she is uh, and, and she uh, one of the things that struck me is she's very she's especially for women she is a a symbol of independent power of, of an mm. amazing type and I thought you know what this sounds a lot like breed to me this is amazing it's like I could easily I could easily align myself with Pele and still 
have my breed fix. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I did, and it taught me new skills. It taught me new ways of thinking. It taught me new ways of uh, manifesting my my own my own will. The more I searched, and I found these these other gods, the people who still worship them here, that were closely aligned with a lot of the Celtic powers. And I thought, oh, this this isn't as far flung as I thought, you know. Mm. And, and so I gradually made those connections and of course stayed close to the people you, you, you can't shut yourself off from the people and the culture here, yeah. they have their own history and uh, be, be willing to find those connections and alignments with your own work that you're used to and next thing you know you've got a flowing practice here mm. and it actually does something when I think of an island I was on Cyprus so Ooh. that's a little far, further on the other side but yeah. Yeah. It's still, it, it, it was so much about land, sea, sky. And then now you're saying there's this active volcano. I mean, that's all yeah. for the elements. So huge right now. Oh, you're there. right. Yeah. Excellent. Good, good, good uh, observation there. Yeah. So you said you, Cy, Cyprus. I always wanted to go see Cyprus. I, I mean, Cyprus. Oh, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I lived there about four months. It was great. Uh-huh. Very cool. One of the alignments I came across with, I've always been very close to my ancestry, which is uh, Scots and Irish uh, Celtic. Mm. I, I thought, geez, you know what? Island people are all the same, no matter where you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it really is because it's like uh, the, the the more Hawaiian friends I made here, and the more we we talk story here, which is just you know way of you know the jib jab. Mm-hmm. We we found out, geez, we have a lot of the same feelings and sentiments on things. And an island person is an island person. Wherever you go, you've got these Hawaiians here who'll come out to, you know, Celtic music events, and oh, geez, they love it. They'll kick they'll kick it up with the rest of us, and mm. it's just like uh, we're we're brothers in a weird way. We're brothers and sisters yeah. in a weird way, you know. Yeah, appropriation of other cultures is a massive topic right now. Oh yeah, and I've oh, yeah. I've had to shift even some of my language because I became aware of certain things. That whole kind of when you know better, you do better. Exactly. How do you navigate being in a totally different culture, aligning with that world without appropriation? Uh, that 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 took some very particular attention and care and time. Because, uh, uh, yeah, like I say, a, a lot of us who came up, you came up in the pagan community that, that I did in Utah, it was very enthusiastically Celtic. And to a point where some people, I'm ashamed to say, kind of closed themselves off in that and they didn't want to acknowledge anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's that was a mistake for me. It would, it would be a mistake if I did it for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I first had to open myself up saying, like, don't, don't crawl into my Celtic robes and stay there. <laughs> I, I, I had to learn to open up saying, you know, these the people who, of Hawaii here and the people of Polynesia, the islands, they have a history and a spiritual path that's very powerful. They do. They call it mana. Uh, mana means power in the Hawaiian language. And you, you have to open yourself up to at least w- see if you can feel that or witness it and be able to uh, benefit from it yourself without trying to take it over. That's the main thing. You know what I mean? You don't. We, we don't have yeah. to own everything. We, we, we yeah. We, right to benefit, you don't. I mean, like they, they accepted me as Ohana here, which means family. Mm-hmm. As soon as I it just made myself, you know, with enough humility and willingness to be their friend, to to uh, benefit from their ancient ways without. Oh, here's another white guy in a robe trying to take over our rights, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> as, as long as you're willing to, to play it like that, boy, you're, you're gonna get you're you're gonna get the best of everything. 
here. You, you really will. And, and they will appreciate you. They will actually benefit from some of the things that you bring from your path and experience here. Mm. It's cross-pollination. Yeah, that reminds me of when I went to a Native American sweat lodge and I wasn't going to appropriate anything. I was there very respectfully and it was a really meaningful ceremony. Yeah, when you approach it like that and you allow yourself to participate like that, suddenly you find out that, oh, this is great for you. Everybody benefits, you know? Yeah. I didn't go home and try to do one myself, though. <laughs> I wasn't leading it, yeah. you know, go home and building myself a sweat lodge in my backyard. <laughs> that actually takes quite a lot of work and care, doesn't it? Those things are very... Yeah, very I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> you know, growing up in Utah, I grew up very close to a lot of Navajo and Paiute uh, mm. people. And uh, I did have some friends that I went down in Navajo land and did a couple of those. And, and they were very different from the ones that you read about in the books, you know what I mean? They, uh, they were very, uh, ooh, they were, they were, they were kind of hardcore. They were, they were extremely hot on the inside and it took hours, you know, Oh yeah. Uh, we're like, that. it was normal for people sometimes, geez, they would pass out or have to be carried outside or, and it's like, you know, it's a, it's a very grueling experience, you know, uh, mm-hmm. one that does a lot of good, can do a lot of good for you as you found out, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. but yeah. actually doing one, oh, I, I couldn't put it together. No. <laughs> Yeah, I did a baby one. I don't know if that's what they'd call it, but it was one just to get you, get you um, involved, and oh, then you come back for the long one. Exactly. Yeah, the the long ones. They, they uh, my friends called the uh, the medicine sweats. The uh, mm. and because I was down there for a medicine sweat for a friend who was trying to heal from a from a terrible disease, and uh, they are very long and arduous, and hardcore. And done done by the the real folk, you know what I mean? They're yeah. the, the real yeah. the, the ones who are used to doing it. And uh, you can't, I could not appropriate stuff like that. So yeah. I I, did, I went along, and I'm glad I did. Glad I did. Yeah, so I, I am from South Carolina, so we have oh. a beach. Yeah, and you know, but it's it's a couple hours away because I live in the middle. But when I go to the beach, even here in uh, South Carolina, mm-hmm. I feel like the where the water meets the sand is a very limited Isn't that space. incredible? That, that's yeah. like, that, that's, that's where the, the powers really, really work, you know? I, yeah. I don't know what it is. But you, I'm glad you felt that because here you, it's, it's amplified being with the Pacific, just the power of the Pacific. And my priestess who uh, initiated me is, is, is very much a water person, a water power mm. herself. And she uh, said, yeah, you know, it all comes from the sea. We all come from the mm. sea. And, wow. uh, and 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 in the, in the end, that that's where we end up going in some way <laughs> or another. And so it kind of brings it home, you know. Yeah, it's like the womb of the world. It really it really is, and you definitely feel like that because you know, you get in it when you get in the water, get yourself out there, and with the water, you, know, you realize you're not in somebody's pool here. I mean, this 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 is this is the wilderness, right? Yeah. Actually, the wilderness, and there, there's, you know, you gotta, you gotta respect it for what it is, because if you don't, there are some things in there that can actually do you <laughs> harm. You know, so. Yeah, I'm not a fan of going out into the ocean here in South Carolina. You can't <laughs> see your feet. But now, when I was in Cyprus in the Mediterranean, oh, yeah. that water was crystal clear, and I oh, loved yeah. going out in it. Oh yeah, S- same thing here in a lot of spots. Uh, you got the Pacific Blue, right, where the water is very clear mm-hmm. uh, near the uh, places with the coral reefs and whatnot. But but the wildlife that you see, the, uh, mm. the, the the fish around you, and then of course you've got the whale. This is still whale season here. We got the whales coming mm. close to, to to the shore here. We got the dolphin pods coming close here. I mean, it, it it's a, it's a magical place. It really is. Wow. It's, 
episode. If you can't tell, I, I really love the element of water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think I'm talking with a water person here for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> my husband is so sweet. He got me a saltwater pool. Oh, cool. I, that's just my healing place, you know? Oh, that's I awesome. I just got to be in it. <laughs> yeah, we, we have one of those here in the, we're, we live in a, in a condo right here on the beach and we got mm. one of those here too. We're in it every, either every day or every other day. And yeah. there is really something to it. It's even just to sit and just be, because as we know, the salt, it, it, it draws, if you've got some stress or you've got some, some issues going on that you want to try to banish from yourself. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing like getting into a salt pool. It really isn't. Yeah. It'll draw all of that stuff out. Just whammo. It's, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I love being in it under a full moon. <laughs> oh, isn't that? Oh, that's the best. If you can manage yeah. that, that's, that's the absolute <laughs> best. Water, lakes and rivers, oceans and streams, springs, pools, and gullies, arroyos creeks, watersheds, Pacific, Atlantic, Mediterranean, Indian, Caribbean, China Sea, lying, dreaming on shallow shores, Arctic, Antarctic, Baltic, Mississippi, Amazon, Columbia, Nile, Thames, Sacramento, Snake, Undulant, Woman, River, Sen, Rio Grande, Willamette, Mackenzie, Ohio, Hudson, Poe, Rhine, Rhone, rain, after a lifetime of drought that finally cleanses the air, the soot from our eyes, the dingy windows of our western home, the rooftops and branches, the wings of birds, the new light on a slant pouring making everything new by Paula Gunn Allen from Earth Prayers from Around the World. So if any of our listeners are dealing with some sort of huge shift in their world or what it looks like, it might be even as simple as moving from the city to the country or the beach to the mountains. What is a practical tip that they can start doing today to connect with their witchcraft in this new place and thrive? Get out into a local event where, where, mm. the, where the people are doing what they what they are used to doing in that place. If, if it's open yeah. to you, please get out and participate. Isolating is probably, even though I have been a you know solo practitioner for many many years, it's mm-hmm. it's not often the best thing to do. In fact, sometimes it's the worst thing you can do. Get out there and experience with the people. That's the main. Mm. You know, f- find out what it is. It could be something as simple as a community gathering. It can be a, a farmer's market. It, it can be a, maybe a local, maybe they have a local uh, cultural practice there. You know, yeah. get, get out there and, and, and get immersed in it and, and experience it and connect with it. And then see if there are, ask yourself in your own time, if there are any connections, any alignments with your own rights, with your own ways of doing things. That's great advice. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you about your music. Oh, and I will I will link to your SoundCloud so okay. that our listeners can enjoy it. Oh. But it, it, it felt very ethereal and spiritual, thought-provoking from what mm-hmm. I heard. Did 
You choose the Celtic harp, or did it choose you? You know what? It, this is going to sound trite and silly, but it chose me. It really did. Mm. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but I never. I grew up with piano. I was a piano kid. You know, I, I grew mm. up, piano was my first instrument, and uh, I really didn't even give harp a second thought until until I started on on my、uh, dedicant path, and I heard、uh, I heard a song by by a、uh, very Famous、uh, Celtic harper and storyteller named Patrick Ball. You may have heard of him.、Uh, he lives out here in California, but he is—he's just famous for that. I heard one song from that, and I was in tears. And I knew that I had to have this. I knew that I had to be this. And that's what it ended up doing. It isn't just having a harp. You become it. You know, you—it、mm. it, it takes over your life. And this is next thing you know, you're defined by it. You know.、Mm. And so that's pretty much what happened. Wow. And what's the Persian sand tour? Oh, the Persian—that <laughs> was kind of a happy accident for me、um, because I played hammered dulcimer for a while, which is very、mm. similar. And、mm-hmm. uh, I love the instrument. I love the sounds that it evokes. It's a very, very high vibe sound for me.、Mm-hmm. And I found myself kind of in the middle of, an, of a traditional Indian band here for a while. Like、uh, these,、mm. these guys were, yeah. I want talk about a cultural shift. <laughs> I knew、yeah. that. Oh my gosh, I didn't speak Hindi. It didn't speak Hindi. I didn't speak Sanskrit. I didn't know any of this, and so they taught. They basically took me in and taught me some of their, their what they call ragas, which are their scales and, and ways of going about music. And I, oh, I kind of glommed onto this stuff. And the next thing you know, they they actually uh, bought me uh, a santor. Although it wasn't Indian, it was Persian, which I like、mm. better because it's got more strings per note. It's got four strings per tone, as as opposed to two. So that so they get this really polyphonous,、uh, ringing kind of wide sounding、mm-hmm. tones,、uh, and I just started in at it, and I found out you know I really love this, so I, so I kept it and kept at it, and even though you know I don't play、uh, in the in the band anymore, but I kept it for my own purposes and developed my own sounds on it, my own、uh, approach. Wow. But that just proves that music doesn't have any boundaries. No, it it really doesn't. I mean, it gives you a great start. Of course, Celtic Gaelic music is where I got my start with the harp and all that. But I've expanded it since then and found out that you know,、uh, goddess music is goddess music. It's just like yeah, if she's in it, she's in it. You know, and yeah, if you're inspired by her to do that, it's going to come out. Yeah, you don't even have to understand the language. That if, no. if you're listening to something being sung in a language,、no. to eat, to get something from it. No, you really don't, and that's why I'm such a big admirer of people. I, I don't know if you you're a fan of、uh, Dead Can Dance. You've probably heard of this man before.、Mm-hmm. Yeah,、uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of、uh, Lisa Gerard, who is the head of that, had been for years, and she is such an amazing musician, and she connects to goddess that way. She does these songs in these、uh, languages you can't identify. Because they they don't exist in the world here, they're her spirit language. She calls、mm-hmm. it her angel language, and, and it's basically tones and things that come out of her at the time when she writes these songs, and and they sound like they're operational languages, but they're actually just the language of her soul, you know. Oh yeah. And 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 who's to question it? Because it, it, all I know is it works. <laughs> Whatever it is, she put the word. <laughs> I saw something on maybe your website. I think it was something where you were mentioning some of your influences.、Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of the band Yes? Oh my gosh, I grew up with Yes. I, I oh, I love Yes. <laughs> I, I, you can probably tell if you listen to a lot of my material. You can tell I, I'm an old prog rocker, you know. So、mm. yeah, I、uh, absolutely love it because so much of their of their of their music was this way. It was so spiritual. People didn't realize、yeah. at the time. Yeah. 
uh, I'm looking back at things like Wondrous Stories, uh, that, that mm-hmm. famous song. I love that song, and I got on the radio for a while. But I wonder how many people were listening to that, thinking he's talking about a bard, <laughs> singing about a bard, the man who sang me Wondrous Stories, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I, and they didn't even. I, I wonder how many people really took that into heart. Mm. Yeah, so many of the songs just speak to me. I don't oh, know, and yeah. it's the way it's sung and the music and everything. Oh, to- oh totally. It was so it was very. I'm I'm convinced that John Anderson, the singer and the guy who wrote a lot of those tunes, he was very connected, very connected to the mm. uh, spirit realm and also I, in many places to goddess. You know, people don't even realize yeah. he didn't come out and say it. That's what he was doing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I think you're right about that. Yeah, you're a musician, a composer, an arranger. Mm-hmm. Does this come easy for you, or has it been a difficult process learning various instruments and that sort of thing? Yeah, for me, you know what? It's always been who I am, who I was. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like it, it, that actual pursuit is the easiest thing in the world to me. Mm-hmm. However, the real world demands and the real world mm, facets of that uh, can be a challenge, and they can, uh, you know, you have to sometimes learn how to work them. For instance, when it comes to arranging performances or other people to play with, for the you know, <laughs> that, yeah. that 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 can be that can be a struggle uh, sometimes, and also of course you know making uh, since this is all I do, you know, making a living uh, with with it as well. You have to find some really novel ways to make that help you uh, eat and keep a roof over your head. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see that with my husband. He's a drummer and he's in uh, a country band right now. Oh, there you go. And, you know, it's it's always a struggle. They He could play music all day long, but yeah. booking the gigs and, oh, and yeah. working with the different people in the band and all that is sometimes is difficult. Oh, yeah. It, 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 that, that's that's the biggest challenge I've seen from any musicians anywhere is that. And if he can make that work, hey, good on him. You know, that's all I see. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's what, you know. So how did your current project, Inanna, get started? That was an interesting, that, that was actually part of the unfolding of my spirituality here in Hawaii because uh, mm. Padavi is a wonderful player and a highly spiritual woman, golden soul, you know, really is. Mm. And, but but she is not, I, I don't, she's not a witch, she's not a Wiccan or anything close to what I was used mm-hmm. to working with. Uh, she comes from, she was actually um, a Krishna practitioner okay. for, for some years. And uh, other other times, she's she's followed you know various paths, but really along those lines, kind of the ancient Eastern, uh, in some ways maybe some of the island the, the new island spirituality, which is a lot of you know the Reiki work and uh, things along that line, and so she brings that element into what I was doing, and we mixed it. We just made like a fusion. Mm. Uh, but and that and that's why it turned out to be something that I that I like so much because it came out being its own thing, and yet we're both kind of locked into uh, the goddess. So that that mm. was just, the linchpin is goddess stuff. That's why we called it Yana. Yeah. So. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, I just I, I mean just and again I had to open myself up to to uh, learn new ways of communicating musically and not think that I had everything under my belt. I don't. I never do. Mm-hmm. I have. You just have to be able to grow and expand with it and, and you know find goddess music where you where you find it so i ask most of my guests this question it's just basically what is the most important thing that you have discovered on your own personal spiritual path the most important thing i've discovered is that i can manifest what i want mm. i mean i mean i truly can manifest what i want if i'm willing to 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 make the right alignments and doing the right to do the right thing do the right step 
that is that type of kind of like self empowerment uh, is is heresy to a lot of people because you know they don't they don't want you to believe that you actually have the power to. When I say what I want, maybe that's not a very good term. What my will is, I should have said. What my will.、Mm. Manifesting your your will is the most, I believe, is the most important thing that ever came down to me, and that was Breed's work right there. Breed,、wow. she she showed me through in,、uh, inspiration and the ability to put your own elbow grease into the work. Yeah, means means you, you your will、uh, will be done. And, you know, of course, and that you harm none. That's the main thing. But, yeah. Yeah, that that to me has probably been the most the most important thing, and the music is part of that because it's my tool. It's it's the tool、mm. I have. That's something that a lot of people, even guests that have been coming on the show, have been talking about,、mm-hmm. and I I really love that because so much of what I was hearing years ago、mm-hmm. is just oh yeah just just think about it and just manifest it it's going to come to you,、mm-hmm. and they forgot to talk about the work that's involved. And you just <laughs>、yeah. mentioned it as well,、yeah. and so I was teaching for all this time. Put feet on your prayers. Put feet on your manifestations,、Thank、and、you. they're like, no, no, we just want it to come to us. Oh sure. I'm so. <laughs> Glad people are saying that, <laughs> and and I I really have to tip my hat to my clan tradition for that. My coven,、mm. they, they they taught me that because they're actually known as a teaching clan,、uh, okay, in, in in their in their lineage. And I'm talking about the Onchi here.、Mm-hmm. Uh, their their roots actually go back to to a place in Scotland called、uh, Ardvenurk, and、uh, the、okay. uh, clan the clan Macdonald of Ardvenurk, and、mm. they、uh, they're all about doing the work. They they really boy, you're really going to get your butt kicked if you don't do the work when you work with them because、oh, wow. they they, they it, it it just it demands it. You know you have they, they say as above so below, and and that is the、yeah. connection of the work on the manifest plane that is necessary for having these wonderful things come to you, right?、Wow. Which which、uh, will kind of just stay there in your head unless you're willing to、uh, make them happen.、Mm. I'm fellow Scotch Irish. My clan is McClure. Oh, I know the McClures. Very <laughs> hat tip to them too. Absolutely. <laughs> A lot of my more、uh, modern ancestors come from Appalachian Mountains. Oh yeah, oh that that's like a isn't that interesting that place? It's it's really kind of a hotbed of what Celtic culture became when it came to the U.S., isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, and the whole. Hoodoo kind of folk magic type、oh, of thing.、Yeah. I'm reading a book on that right now. It's really interesting. I see my grandmother in so much. <laughs> yeah, you know,、uh, when I first uh, learned, uh, got into、uh, Celtic harp. Of course, a lot of the things, a lot of what we call Celtic harp tunes,、uh, we we thought were you know snatched right out of Ireland or Scotland. And、mm-hmm. what's funny is、uh, I I played with some bluegrass players just on a lark for for jam fun. You know, some years、mm-hmm. later, and. They had a lot of the same tunes, and I thought, how is this possible? How do, how do, you, how do you guys down there know Celtic? And and I came to find out, you know, they said, "Geez, what do you think our roots are?" I mean, you know,、yeah. they had the same roots, but what they did is have different names for the songs. So、yeah. what what you know, when I hear a song like you know, I learned as、uh, Mohilamar in 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 the Gaelic, play it with the bluegrass guys, right? And、mm-hmm. they would go, "Oh, yeah, that's old gray cat." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's- That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Well, let's call it what we want, but but the music's the same. You know? Yeah, and a lot of the magic and herbal remedies and all that's、oh, the same thing. Yes, 
just a different word. I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, coming from Appalachia has become almost such a slur in our, unfortunately, mm-hmm. kind of in our culture. They kind of look down on them. And I'm thinking, you know, yeah, there's, you know, you get you get the rural, rural troubles anywhere you go. But, you know, when you look past it and look at where the culture is coming from, it's like, wow, it, it's really amazing. Yeah. They, they have managed to lock it in there and in some places almost hide it. Some of those yeah. ways are still pretty hidden, you know. Oh, yeah, they're very protected. Yeah, yeah. Even the language, you know, people make fun of the language and, and they look at the language mm-hmm. coming from, you know, my mountain folk family yeah. and say, oh, they're not intelligent. No. But a lot of that is even related to Scotch-Irish words. Uh, uh, yeah, of, co- of course it is. I mean, I mean, the more I hear from uh, folks in that area, I'm thinking, geez, I- I've been to Scotland several times. You know, my mom's side is from the uh, west side, the Isle of Lewis, which is up at the mm. sky. And uh, when I went there and talked to the, you know, some of the rural folk, and, and I'm thinking, you know, they're using a lot of some of these terms that are the same. They may not have the same accent, you know. Yeah. But but, but what's funny is they're they're they're, they're doing a, a lot of the same things, and they even have the idea of clan down. You know. The, yeah. You know, the, the, the people think that Scottish clans only exist in Scotland, but you know, they exist in a way here too, and not in the bad way. Not like the KKK clan, clan, clan. It just means family. It, it means uh, family, but in a different way. Yeah. As, you, as I'm sure you know, here in Hawaii, there's an alignment I found. They have a, a word for that widened family, and it's called Ohana, and it's very popular mm-hmm. here. And your Ohana doesn't have to be your blood kin. It can be your very, very close friends and people who have stood by you, people who are loyal to you, people who have who have served with you or have served for you. They can be part of your Ohana. The next thing you know, you've got, you're in you're in the same Ohana as some people with Hawaiian lineage. It goes back, you know, 500 years. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ohana, I love Ohana. that. Ohana and clan mean the same thing. Yeah. Wow. Yep. This has just been such a lovely conversation. I, I'm going to post your SoundCloud on the show notes, but are you on social media or is there any other place that people can find uh, you? Yeah, I'm on, uh, I, I neglected to give you, I, I am on uh, Facebook uh, under the name Irmansol Harp. They made me use the last name, uh, of course. Okay. H A R P. And if they want to, you know, check me out there. And uh, where else? I also, I'm only really on Twitter just to kind of post uh, events and, you know, performances and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They can find me there if they want to at Irmansol. 17 that's one seven and then of course you got the soundcloud thing going and uh i'm spotify i'm on there as well with a uh, uh a celtic rock kind of re- rebellion song group called the kona rogues you can they can look okay. that up on spotify if they want to awesome thank you so much well, this has just been amazing thank you oh for thank being you here on the show uh, I, I, this has been a, a great opportunity for me and you know you're one of the neatest people most intelligent well-spoken i have found in a long time so thank oh you gosh for, thank you being who you are <laughs> <laughs> thank you y'all show all of our guests some love by visiting their websites checking out social media and if you end up reaching out to them tell them you heard about them on bell book and candle And don't forget that you can always send me comments about an episode. You can share insights, ask questions you'd like me to answer by clicking on the link to send a little voice message to me. It might even be used on the episode. So take care and y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. 
You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.